When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 246 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Jason Minich. Thank you, Jason. Thank Thank you, Jason. Today, we will be discussing part three, the final part of chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, a sluggish memory. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to recollect your way through the details. (laughs) And before we begin, Megan has some kind of sad Weekly Prophet news. It's sad, but I never experienced it, so I'm like not too sad. That's why I'm sad. so Katie saw this thing online. Okay, so first of all, the news is because honestly, I I really I tried to search for some Potter related news and I wasn't finding any. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna uh fall back on universal news. How about that? Because mm-hmm. like it's Cabinet. related, relatable, right? Yes. So today, Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> Universal Orlando abruptly, with no warning, just closed the classic Monsters Cafe at Universal Studios. And I don't know why I'm as sad as I am, because I never went there. But let me tell you, (laughs) the last time we went, as we were walking out, I looked at Katie and said, the next time we come, we have to make sure we eat there. Because I've heard such good things. (laughs) And then they pull this on us. I found the place. Yeah, this is what she found. Where is it? It's literally like, you know where that stage is at Universal Studios by the the big roller coaster? Yeah. And like Jimmy Fallon. It's like across from that. Like you've walked past it every time. You've walked past it a million times. I've never noticed it. That's probably (laughs) close. (laughs) It's supposed to be great food. But like people are like, oh, sorry, we're going to (laughs) water. Like, that was one of those places, though, that, like, there were diehards who loved that place. Yikes. Um, So it was very weird to me. I mean, I do know in Epic Universe, they are building a classic monsters area. So I'm assuming maybe they wanted to take some of the stuff from that cafe and put it there. But I don't even think that they're anywhere near, like, that over at the Epic Universe construction. Like, I don't think that they've really, like, built much. I feel like they're still in the land clearing stage. Like... They've got a long way to go. So it I've just legit seems weird. never seen this cafe like I'll and remember. So like if you are walking down the road heading towards Jimmy Fallon. Right, yeah. And then you would all the way at the end, you would turn right and then that would take you to Diagon Alley. Yeah. Diagonally. So if you're walking towards Jimmy Fallon, I you might remember seeing an outdoor stand. That had all of the classic monsters on top of it. They were like huge statues above a stand that sold like pop yeah, and 
I think pretzels maybe or something like that. It was just like a little outdoor stand, but it was right in front of the cafe. Interesting. So it's just so weird to me. Literally, they didn't give anybody any warning. They just it says closed permanently. And like they announced in a statement to reporters saying after more than 20 years of serving dreadfully delicious quick service menu offerings, Monsters Cafe in Universal Studios, Florida, permanently permanently closed in the spring of 2022 to make way for a new dining experience. I wonder what they're going to put there. Interesting. <sighs> so anyway, Katie found this post in the Universal Orlando like Facebook group that we're in. Oh God! What? <laughs> and it says, I'm upset about the decision to close Monsters Cafe. How dare they take away a restaurant that I've never eaten at? <laughs> and yes! that's literally how yes! I feel because I'm so bummed I never got to. You guys don't head over there much, you know. I'm trying. I know it's far away. It's a lot harder with Phil too because it takes so long to get there that by the time we're like in the park, we barely have any time before we have to like make our way back. Yeah. But my mom is coming down for a long visit in July, so definitely like the second half of the year, we plan to go more often because she can she can puppy sit because she doesn't have a universal pass. So ah, she won't go with us. Stay home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she'd be happy to puppy sit, I'm sure. Yeah, it's like this tiny little circular stand on the top is like the mummy, right? Yeah, no. Frankenstein and then the swamp I, thing who spin up top. I don't. Yeah, it spins. Maybe that's, that's so mummy. funny it's that you mummy. don't know what I that. have no memory of that at all. That's and so it's not funny. Like, I've been there quite a few times. <laughs> well, if we go in the near future... And like that structure is still up. I will take a video walking down oh, the street sure for you and show you where it is. I swear <laughs> to you, it's always, on the right. You said yeah, it's on the yeah, right. Yeah, it I always al- makes I'm me always laugh. looking left to Jimmy. I can't <laughs> yeah. take my eyes off of him. <laughs> it always makes me laugh because like it's all of these classic monsters holding like food items. So like Frankenstein has like a whole pizza on his hand. And, like oh my God. Swamp Man has something else shrimp a, a shrimp salad uh meg it's swamp thing <laughs> oh not wait swamp man wolf man has a pizza yes yeah, sorry yes man. frankenstein's holding something else anyway it's funny and it is definitely one of those like cult classic places and a lot of people are very upset about it so uh yeah. i'm sorry to all the people who are super upset i'm a little upset but not as upset as i would be if i'd actually gone there i'm sure so right because <laughs> i don't know exactly what i'm missing right if jacket potatoes closed Oh, I'd dude, I'm out. Tears. I'm I'd out. Be in tears. Oh, those are so good. <laughs> I just love Jack. I want one. You know, somebody on the internet the other day mentioned them and said that they weren't like everything that people make them out to be. And I just have to say that um, they're liars. You're wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully, you're incorrect. You are incorrect. Yes. Make sure that you follow us on your preferred <laughs> podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because maybe they'll like us too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flick Cast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish Swag Pop boxes and more thank you so much for all of your support send your potter stories we are always accepting them any fun things questions or concerns to our email which is 
swishflickcast at gmail.com. That is not dot net. It is dot com. <laughs> can also get a pox box. I don't pox know who would want box. that. Listen. Is it filled with a pox? That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. A pox. How delightful a pox. A pox. <laughs> I just had a thought before we move on about mm. this Monsters Cafe thing. If you're in the area, a lot of the times there's like a lot, there's certain antique stores that like get old theme park stuff. So like for example, when Shrek closed not too long ago, there was a ton of that stuff at those like thrift oh antique God, shops. Katie, we have to go. So I bet there's going to be a ton of stuff because Andy two one six in Discord said the inside was full of old movie stuff too. Just really I do cool. wonder Ooh, if they're going to cool. save a handful of it for yeah, yeah epic new universe. Park. Yeah, I hope so. So Universal, this is a fun little fact. Like, yes, there are thrift stores outside of the theme park, like just in the Orlando area um, that get stuff like that. But Universal itself, actually in the park, Universal Studios, they have a gift shop where they sell pieces from Halloween Horror Nights or rides that have closed. They like actually have them on display for you to purchase. Like I remember, so like where Jimmy Fallon is now used to be this... um, attraction that was twister and there was a it was actually really funny um but there was a part where like they like simulated the tornado and you like stood in a room and like held on because it got like really windy and stuff um that was pretty great there was a part (laughs) where like the back of a cow flew by in front of you and they had uh for sale in that gift shop like the back of the cow that you could buy it was hilarious job yeah, it's Cow cool. butt for sale. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Katie, are you ready? I, I am ready. Ah, it's the recap. <laughs> it's a it? shame we're not on YouTube right now. <laughs> that was the only reason we got to see it. <laughs> uh, I was Frankenstein for those of you who Frankenstein. see me. I tried to put my hands in the camera. <laughs> Fun Frankenstein fact for my life. Um, my friend Chris makes fun of me because I called the bride of Frankenstein Frankenstein's wife, and he has never <laughs> let me forget that because he's like, Frankenstein's wife is the bride of Frankenstein. I'm like, whatever, it's oh the same God. thing. <laughs> They're married. The bride of Frankenstein had a Halloween Horror Nights house the other year, and it was so good. The other year. Well, it was well, like two. Know, well, I guess it was, year. well, it was supposed to be for 2020s <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights, so they put it together, and then they again did it in 2021. It's just funny that you didn't say like in a previous year, you're like the other year, whatever. Did that tickle you, Catherine? It tickled me. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Okay, monster recap. Here we go. So the Harry... monster recap. <laughs> You're just the recap. Yeah, the monster recap. <laughs> it was a swish and flick smash. <laughs> this is very Friday the 13th of us <laughs> singing about Halloween. I love I this. I literally, Alana asked to watch Nightmare Before Christmas, so that's what like, we had on before we came out. This is that's such amazing. a weird day. Oh, uh, man. This is going to be an episode. Yeah, for real. Oh, anyway. Harry disappointed with Dumbledore because Dumbledore doesn't think the whole Malfoy Snape conversation was worth discussing right now. To Harry's point, Dumbledore was a little dismissive of it, um, could have explained things better, um, but he has more pressing matters to discuss, like Tom Riddle at Hogwarts. 
Shout out to the Knights of Walpurgis. Walburgers. Walburgers. <laughs> and we left off in the middle of the first of two memories that we get to dive into in this chapter with Harry and Dumbledore. A young teenage Voldemort visiting the Gaunt House and finding Morphin there. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now, tonight what we get to talk about is Moldy Voldy setting up Morphin for the Riddle family murders. Uh, we also see the tampered memory from Sluggy, and we learn about his love of crystallized pineapple. Yum. And Harry Can gets get homework. That? Can I get some of those? Yeah, I would like to try it. Is that a thing? Is that real? Is, that I, is, like, okay. like, is it just like dried That's what I thought. But like, is it something or extra? Is there like sugar on it? I'm because gonna... if there's sugar on it. I feel it... like it's got to be sugar to make it the crystalline. Oh, well, yeah. I guess it's already made of sugar. Uh, there is a recipe. Oh, <gasps> let's what? make it. From Sunshine Kitchen. Oh, that's what I just found it too. Oh, it's actually a Harry Potter thing. Do you see that she has oh the club? Oh my gosh, Katie. Katie. This is a puff pastry. Puff pastry crystallized pineapple. I love, <gasps> I love it. This looks oh. delicious. Let's here, do it. Let me just... Here, Discord, you can see what we're looking at. Amy Lou Mary Sue has made it. <gasps> I'm saying those words. Okay, so you take some of the pineapples and you do some of the sugar. <laughs> and then you dehydrate it. I'm down. Sweet. Can you, you have a dehydrator? You can dehydrate I, stuff in the air fryer, can't you? I would not know. I have a dehydrator if you want to like. You can just use the oven if you don't have a dehydrator, it says. Okay. Oh, yeah. 200 degrees and cook until dry, which probably will take a few hours. Uh, Six to okay, eight. So I hope this. you're ready for a really long puff pastry. But I think I'm you can kidding. do it in an air fryer. <laughs> okay. I think it does have a dehydrate thing. All right, yeah, that's I'll a great check. idea. Holy moly. Sweet. That's a simple one, Katie. Count your blessings. I am. <laughs> we just need a candy thermometer. We'll figure it out. Okay. Yep. Okay. So now today we get to talk about how Moldy Voldy sets up Morphin for the Riddle family murders, which is not nice. He also, um, oh, we also get to see the tampered memory from Sluggy and we learn about his love of crystallized pineapple. And Harry gets homework from Dumbledore, which is get memory from Slughorn. Yes. I like calling him it. Sluggy. Yeah, that was good. Sluggy. Yeah. So, we just got done listening to Voldemort. Nope. Wait. Tom. Voldemort Tom just Riddle. got through listening to Morphin explain that Tom Riddle Sr. came back. And... There's like a weird pause in the conversation and it looks as if, I guess it's Tom, it's Voldemort, whatever, they're the same person, was thinking about how Morphin could best be used, kind of like appraising his possibilities, which is pretty sickening. Um, and he goes on to ask Morphin again to clarify and he says Riddle came back and Morphin provides more evidence against the riddle family basically more fuel for um tommy's fire and he says are he left her is he a pirate we don't know and <laughs> server right marion filth said morphin spitting on the floor again robbed us mine before she ran off where's the locket a eh? where's slytherin's locket and voldemort doesn't really respond to this as morphin continues to kind of like work himself up into a frenzied rage 
another time. And he's brandishing a knife at this point, And he is yelling. Um, and I do want to put a little bit of a trigger warning here for an unkind word that Morphin says um, that usually women are often referred to as. So for any parents out there, anybody who doesn't want to hear a um, derogatory term for somebody, uh, you can kind of turn it off at this point and skip a little bit ahead. Okay, so Morphin, he's brandishing his knife and he's yelling. He says, quote, dishonored us, she did, that little slut. And who are you coming here and asking questions about all that? It's over, isn't it? It's over. Oh, it makes me so uncomfortable. I hate that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, granted, she definitely was in the wrong for using a love potion, as we think that she did. Absolutely. Um, but using that term, I mean, she was clearly in love with him. Like, yes. Or infatuated, whatever. She had feelings for him, regardless of whether we want to say it was love or not. Um, It's just, yeah. Anywho. So Morphin is staggering away, and Voldemort is pressing in on him, moving closer. And as he does so, as he moves in on Morphin, there's like this unnatural darkness that comes over the scene. And Voldemort's lamp and Morphin's candle go out, and then everything else does. And at this point, Dumbledore, like, kind of closes his fingers around Harry's arm, not with a sick hand, <laughs> and guides him back to the present and into Dumbledore's office. And some time has passed. There's now a soft golden light outside. You're on it today. I got you. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> and Harry's confused. What happened? Why did everything go dark? And we have a quote. Because Morphin could not remember anything from that point onward, said Dumbledore, gesturing Harry back to his seat. When he awoke next morning, he was lying on the floor, quite alone. Marbolo's ring had gone. So, yeah. And I was thinking about this ring. And in the movies, they have it. It's supposed to have the Peveril coat of arms on the black stone in the movies. It has the deathly hallows symbol, which is not yeah. the same. <laughs> yeah. That's not really. the same thing. <laughs> not at all. I also just like complete. I mean, like I always knew that like, we don't meet Morphin or anything in the movies, but like, mm -hmm. I don't know why I just like, didn't comprehend until this reread that we didn't you know what i mean like i like i knew about yeah. him but like it just like didn't click in my head that like people who just watched the movies wouldn't even know that that's a really good point he exists it's like and he... like that's so important <laughs> to his back like to voldemort's backstory you know yeah well uh, absolutely and how he gets these things and like um yeah it's 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 interesting um so we have, it's funny to me, the, the, I got this from, this is the wiki, but it looks different. It's like the Harry Potter compendium wiki. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've looked through that one before. Yeah. It seems pretty legit. Yeah. And so I love that under manufacturer, it says death or Cadmus Peveril. 
which makes me laugh. <laughs> but um, if we think about, I personally, in my own heart, would love if literally death, as in death, was the creator of the Deathly Hallows. However, I probably have to like stop dreaming and go with Dumbledore's explanation that it was probably just the Peveril brothers being exceptionally gifted and talented wizards creating these objects, which is why they're not perfect, which is why Moody's eye can see through the cloak. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Says it was possibly made in the early Middle Ages. I don't know where that information is coming from. However... Um, we have some really great owners throughout history. We have the Peveril family, obviously. We have the House of Gaunt being Marvolo and Morphin. Then we have Tom Marvolo Riddle, a.k.a. Tommy Boy, a.k.a. Voldemort. (laughs) Then we have Albus Dumbledore. And then finally, we have Harry Potter. And then after that, which they didn't list, would be the Forbidden Forest on the grounds of Hogwarts. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The last known owner of... (laughs) this uh ring slash hollow and i do enjoy this because um we at this point in the series during our first read don't know that this is a hollow harry doesn't know that this is a hollow um but dumbledore certainly does and dumbledore knows the peveril coat of arms on the stone he tried to use it, a.k.a. getting his sick hand. And I just think that it's interesting. And I like how the author has this just like it's just like perfectly placed within this for us to look back on and be like, oh, my gosh, that's where it was from. He was wearing it. Um, and yeah, that's the ring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So while Morphin is waking up alone and ringless. The entire village of Little Hangleton is being woken up by the Riddle's maid running through High Street, screaming that there are three bodies lying in the drawing room of the big house. Tommy's dad, grandpa, and grandma. This is just so weird to think of Voldemort having grandparents. Yes. I don't don't like it. Can you imagine... Him walking into that house looking exactly like his dad. Mm, you right. can't mistake that. Because they, I mean, they said he looked just like his dad. Yeah. Because uh, Morphin thought it was him. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's like, oh, but he would be older than you now, you know? Yeah. So Muggle authorities are obviously astonished because still to this day, they don't know how the riddles died. And Dumbledore points out that the killing curse usually doesn't leave any kind of sign of damage except for Harry's scar. And the only one obviously is the exception to the rule, not dying from this curse. He's like two in one. So quote, the ministry on the other hand knew at once that this was a wizard's murder. They also knew that a convicted muggle hater lived across the Valley from the riddle house, a muggle hater who had already been imprisoned once for attacking one of the murdered people. Remember, he attacked Tom Riddle Sr. So the ministry called upon Morphin. They did not need to question him to use veritaserum or legitimacy. He admitted to the murder on the spot, giving details only the murderer could know. He was proud, he said, to have killed the muggles, had been waiting his chance all these years. 
He handed over his wand, which was proved at once to have been used to kill the riddles. And he permitted himself to be led off to Azkaban without a fight. All that disturbed him was the fact that his father's ring had disappeared. He'd kill me for losing it, he told his captors over and over again. He'd kill me for losing his ring. And that apparently was all he ever said again. He lived out the remainder of his life in Azkaban, lamenting the loss of Marvolo's last heirloom, and is buried beside the prison alongside the other poor souls who have expired within its walls. Ugh. So, Harry's like thinking about this, and he's re- recounting it, and he's like, so let me get this straight. Voldemort stole Morphin's wand, uses it to frame him for the murders. There's no memory of proof for this, but it's assumed that Voldemort stupefies Morphin, takes his wand, goes to the Riddle's house, murders everybody, obliterating the last of them and getting his revenge on the father who never wanted him. And as he returned to the Gaunts, did some complex magic where he implanted a false memory inside Morphin's mind of doing the murders, committing them, exactly what happened, right? And laid his wand back down, stole the ring, and peaced out like a Girl Scout. Yes. Reminder, he's like 15 or 16. Correct. Yeah. Diabolical, my friends. But here's a question I have for you as I was doing my notes. Because I just, you guys, all of this talk, like this is this is the bread and butter of the podcast for me. This is These are the moments I've been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> um, lightning bolt. You don't have to do a quick answer. You can if you want. I feel like I already know your answers. But do you think that Voldemort monologued the crap out of the Riddle family before he killed them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Immediately, There's yes. no way that he walked in there and was like Avada times three. No. He went in there and was like, he maybe asked questions. I don't know. He probably was like, do you recognize me? And he's like, yeah, you look just like me. Am I looking in a mirror? But <laughs> I, I honestly, I think that he like really, yeah, gave him the old one, two in the monologue area before he offed them. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind. I mean, we know that the adult Voldemort loved to play with his food. So mm. why, I mean, why wouldn't it start here? Especially with someone that he... <clears throat> really wants to be revengeful towards i just cannot truly comprehend how talented he has to be with magic oh for sure to accomplish this at the age that he did well think about what he was doing back in the orphanage when dumbledore came right he not only had his magic recognized it but was also manipulating it without any training any wand or anything Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can make them hurt if I want to. Mm-hmm. Can make you animals know? do stuff like. Yeah, I got chills. Like not the kind. He is, and as much as it's scary and gross to say, like he's an exceptional wizard. Yeah, it's like uh, what Ollivander says. Terrible. I was yeah. just gonna but say great. That. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. Yes. yes. But but great. <laughs> Seriously though. <laughs> So we all say, I said hard yes. Mm-hmm. Showing up looking like your dad's Quint. Quinn? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Quinn, giving them a speech, scaring them, probably getting a lot of happy jollies out of terrifying these people. Mm-hmm. And happy then eventually, 
and then eventually killing them. Yeah. You know? And they're lucky that he used Avada. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And then we get to then we get to make a horcrux, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Was that the ring horcrux right then and there? Well, no, he would. Don't you have to do something to the object before to set it up? Oh, I have no idea. I don't. Not that I have no idea. I don't remember. Megan, are you looking that up for me? Yeah, I'll Thank figure you. it out. All right. So, Morphin was never any wiser. So he gave a full, boastful confession of what he had done, um, and he was someone with a record. So there's no questioning any of it. They don't. They have their person, right? Uh, they have somebody to blame. There's justice that's been served, right? Ministry Isn't that how that works? That. Um, so no other investigating was being done. Yes. The first Horcrux he made was the ring created with the murders of his father and grandparents. These victims were certainly important as they represented his muggle blood. By murdering the riddles, he symbolically murdered his own muggle identity. After that point, he thought and spoke as if that part of his background didn't exist. Yeah, well, that's convenient for him. Mm -hmm. um, so I wonder if he goes back to Hogwarts, <laughs> having done this murder with this ring, and oh then God, performs and then magic. Asks, and then asks, well, can I split it more than once? That's why he asks Cause Slughorn, because he's, he's like, well, I've already made one. Can I do it again? it. He's yeah. wearing it <gasps> during that time. Oh my yeah. god, that literally I never that never clicked. Friends. Yeah, can I do this again? Can I the time really frame that I'm clicked. not going to die? He's like I I already know I can do it. Yeah. Isn't it good? Oh. Oh, I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> can you feel it, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. So, Morphin, though, this whole time, does still have that real memory in his mind, but it took a great deal of skilled legitimacy to extract that memory from him. Quote, I was able to secure a visit to Morphin in the last weeks of his life, by which time I was attempting to discover as much as I could about Voldemort's past. I extracted this memory with difficulty. When I saw what it contained, I attempted to use it to secure Morphin's release from Azkaban. Before the Ministry reached their decision, however, Morphin had died. But how come the Ministry didn't realize that Voldemort had done all that to Morphin? Harry asked angrily. He was underage at the time, wasn't he? I thought they could detect underage magic. Well. Dobby. Well, <laughs> yep, I'm Dobby. There's some problems. Right. <clears throat> so, Dumbledore says you are quite right. Uh, but they cannot detect the perpetrator. For example, the hover charm, like you guys just said, this kind of this is kind of Bob Shorts, if I'm being honest. Like, how have they not figured this out or figure out a better way to vet it? Because as we see in the previous books, like Harry's wrongly convicted twice. I mean, he's not wrong. I guess he's not wrongly convicted for expecto patronum, but. Right. Well, That's a whole other situation. Yeah. But like the hover charm, I mean, there's got, especially with it being elf magic versus wizard magic, you would think they could differentiate that at least. I never I don't thought know. of that. It's very interesting. But 
So here's where we learn that the ministry relies on wizard parents to enforce that rule, which again, in my opinion, kind of crazy. What about homes where like there's abuse, neglect, etc. going on? We've discussed how problematic these things are in the wizarding world before, though. So like. It's just so strange to me that they rely on parents when I mean, we see in real time life that you can't always rely on parents to do X, Y, or Z with children. <laughs> so, like... Um, I mean, it just makes it that much more realistic, you know? Yeah, true. True. It's just, like, you are... First of all, like, this is... It's just odd to me because, like... I mean, I guess, I guess it's law to send your kids to school, but some parents don't send their kids to school, so... Oh, I'm well aware. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess it is just like a real life comparison, I guess, where the government puts responsibility on people who. Well, I mean, it's like don't always um, have it. It's like until your kid hits a certain age in real time life and then they need they're required to go to school. And, you know, but up until then you do you boo, right? Right. Just control your kid, man. Yeah. Well, some of us can't. Because Lady Supreme has her own ideas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Harry agrees with me because he says, well, that's rubbish. And Dumbledore also agrees with me because he says, I agree. And <laughs> then Dumbledore continues and says, whatever Morphin was, he did not deserve to die as he did. Blamed for murders he had not committed. But it is getting late and I want you to see this other memory before we part. So Harry, as Dumbledore is getting the new vial out of this new memory. Harry remembers that Dumbledore had said that this was the most important memory he'd collected to date. Um, he also notes that it seems difficult to empty into the pensive. And then Harry wonders, do memories go bad? Mm, good point. Cause this one that isn't is interesting. Right. right. I do think that like this memory was not, given easily so it doesn't want to show itself easily you right. know what I mean see you went a whole different direction I was like did it crust on the inside is that why it's not coming out <laughs> <laughs> no I'm actually thinking like it doesn't want to be seen because like no like no <laughs> keep me in my vial um so Dumbledore tells him that this won't take long and then they're off I think Oh, I mean, obviously, because Dumbledore knows that it's tampered with and there's pieces missing. So they're not right. seeing the entire thing. Um, so Harry lands in front of a man he recognized at once. It is a young girl, Slughorn. Um, also, I forgot <laughs> that Slughorn's bald. <laughs> so this is a reminder oh, of that to me. Yeah. I completely forgot that because I did too. Not what he looks like in the movies. Um, well, Younger. Younger. <laughs> There's so many Disney references tonight. <laughs> so Harry says that he's not used to seeing, he doesn't say this out loud, he's thinking in his head, but Harry's like, I'm not, he's not used to seeing Slughorn not bald, so it was disconcerting to see him with thick, shiny, straw-colored hair, and he also had a gingery blonde mustache. Uh, he was sitting in a plushy chair, and he had a glass of wine and a box of crystallized pineapple. Yeah, yeah. So they were standing in Sluggy's office, uh, half a dozen boys, which I find this interesting that it's all boys. 
Mm-hmm. The boys club. Little boys mm-hmm. club going on, which is a little yep. annoying. Um, I mean, I guess he does get better as time goes on because we know how much he loves Lily later. Maybe this was like a Slytherin thing. Maybe. Slytherin boys club thing. Oh, there's girl Slytherins. I said Slytherin boys club. I know. <laughs> I guess we are thinking, though, this is in way back when. the 40s. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so they're standing in Slughorn's office. Half a dozen boys are sitting around Slughorn. All of them are on harder or lower seats than what Slughorn is sitting in. And they are all in their mid-teens. And Harry recognized Tom at once. He was also wearing the gaunt ring, which means he'd already killed his father, which is crazy because he was a teenager. But we've talked about this already in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um. Tom asks if it's true that Professor Mary thought is retiring, but Slughorn said even if he knew, he couldn't tell him. Um, and just for reference, she was the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher at that time. Can everyone hear the movie when he's like, Sir? 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 Is it true Professor Mary thought is retiring? <laughs> so look Tom. He's a, he's a good looking fella. He is. And he is Rafe Fiend's nephew. That's so cool. I think that's awesome, too. And he was in Fear the Walking Dead. He I aged don't... nicely. He's still cute. Anyway. Still cute. Good to know. Still cute. Um, <laughs> Slughorn goes... Or wait, hold on. Slughorn says that Tom is more knowledgeable than half the staff, and then the other boys laugh and give him admiring looks. So I'm assuming, actually, that maybe this is, like, the Knights of Walpurgis. It is. Actually, it is. Is it? Is that confirmed? Yes. In a little bit, he names two of the people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, it's yeah. It's for sure. It's for sure his little, little Wahlberger so club. they <laughs> admire him. Um, so, Slughorn says, with what with your uncanny ability to know things you shouldn't and your careful flattery of the people who matter. Thank you for the pineapple, by the way. You're quite right. It is my favorite. But how did you know? <laughs> um... <laughs> So just like pointing this out, he says, and your careful flattery of the people who matter. Hold on. Legilimens. Mm -hmm. I always thought that, too. Oh, my lordy. He knows how to manipulate. He's already doing this. Mm -hmm. Think of that. He's he already has harnessed this so well. And we think we talked about this when um, Dumbledore met him at the orphanage. Draco's starting to. Right. But we even talked about it at the orphanage, too, where we were saying, are they having a battle of wills almost in their minds? Yeah, Between the two of them. So now he's beginning to master it. Yeah. And just think of all the ways he could get in good graces with people. No things he shouldn't because he right. can read your mind, basically. Oh, my gosh. No privacy. It's That's so good. But, like, as much as we, like, harp on him for being, like, kind of a garbagey villain... Like, because he just makes like a lot of like silly mistakes. Be- the more based we off talk his, about like, it, ego. he's a he's if he wasn't so all up in his own self, he could have really taken over the wizarding world. <laughs> like mm-hmm. He could have really done this. I feel yeah. like he was smarter about it when he was younger. Yeah. <laughs> then it all turned into I have to go after Harry Potter. And that was his downfall. Like came an obsession. The, the obsession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that he has. Uh, all these horcruxes that he thinks are absolutely safe. 
Right. It and made, that he no one would invincible. ever know about this. Yeah. yeah. It's like, dude, you have trackable history. Right. Dumbledore is still alive and he knows your name. You are yeah. dumb. You are really <laughs> dumb. For you real. know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> um. <sighs> so on the wiki, I just wanted to do give a little info about Professor Mary Thought. So her first name is Galatea. Galatea. Kind of pretty. Um. So she retires in 1945. From some point between the 20s and 40s, she teaches defense against the dark arts. She worked alongside Albus Dumbledore and Horace Slughorn. Um, and her former student after her retirement, Tom Riddle, was refused the chance to take her place. And so he vengefully jinxed the post so no professor could hold the occupation for longer than a year. So that's why he was asking is she was, retiring? Did he try and force her out? Did he try and convince Maybe. her to do this? Maybe. I mean. But then um, he jinxes the post. How do you do that? How do you Isn't jinx that a job? interesting? How yeah, do you I don't jinx know. a job? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because there's nothing to, like, a job isn't, like, a physical thing to manipulate. How do you, yeah. how do, you do that for it to go from person to person? I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> or curse. Whatever. I don't I like just I just don't know how that works. But I'm not going to say. I mean, I didn't write it. <laughs> uh, so it says that the year that she decides to retire is during Tom's fifth year. And the year that the Chamber of Secrets was opened. And then it's during that year she decides to retire and leaves the school the following year. Uh, McKenna from the chat says uh, maybe he cursed the office. Could be like by the time that you like maybe. go into the office and set up your new stuff. Like if you touch the desk or something or I don't know. True. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Hmm. That's I'm the sure, only thing like, I can think of. He's... He is talented, so who knows, you know? Maybe it literally is just like getting the title gives you this curse. Maybe. Mm -hmm. um, so at this point is where the memory begins to be tampered with. It's tampered with in two spots, and this is the first one. So a thick white fog fills the room so that Harry sees nothing but Dumbledore's face. And then Slughorn's voice, which doesn't sound correct and is kind of like booming so it doesn't really like fit the scene says you'll go wrong boy mark my words and then as the fog lifts no one in the memory seems to have noticed it at all they have no reaction to it it was like it wasn't even there uh, but harry is a little bewildered i like that word bewildered, bewildered. bamboozled <laughs> baffled <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say any more synonyms? I'm trying to think of them, but I can't. <laughs> I'm done. Um, so the memory just continues and the fog lifts and it goes on like normal. And like Meg said, like nobody, nobody made any sort of notice of this fog. Um, so Slughorn tells the boys, you better get going. It's it's getting late. We're all going to be in trouble. And this is where he calls out two members of Voldemort's little gang. He tells... Uh, Lestrange to make sure that he gets his essay in and he says something to Avery. Um, so yeah, this is uh, that's pretty crazy. The Wahlberger boys. 
Yeah, the Wahlburger boys. Burger boys. Mark. <laughs> what are the other guys' names? What? Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I was like, there's not a Mark in the Wahlberg's <laughs> <laughs> game. What's the other guy's name? <laughs> Look it up. Who's the, who are the Wahlbergers? The Wahlberg family. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Because <laughs> it's um, Friday the 13th. Donnie. Donnie? Somebody in the, Morgan in the chat said Donnie. I don't know. I just know Mark. Marky Mark. Are you not looking yeah, it up? Yeah, Mark and Donnie. Okay. I was like, come on. Oh, holy cow, there's a lot of them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who oh. are all these people? Who are all these <laughs> burger boys? <laughs> Eight brothers? Oh, oh my, my goodness. God. Whoa. Burger brothers. Mark, oh, Robert, Jim, Paul, and Donnie. Is there? There's a sister, though. There's one sister. M- something with an M. Something. Donnie Wahlberg is married to Jenny McCarthy. Oh, oh really? I was I unaware. Look at all these fun facts. Interesting. Anyway. Jenny McCarthy was married to Jim Carrey for five years. What? When was that? <laughs> 2005 to 2010. What? Michelle is the sister. So they have nine kids. Who is Mark <laughs> Wahlberg with? Nobody. Also known as Marky Mark. Marky Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you never knew this was a... Uh... Oh, he's married to Ray Durnham. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And On top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Swish. Okay. Okay. She's a model. Cool. Anyway, history anyway. we didn't know we needed to know. Yeah. That we definitely didn't need to know. I needed to know. I'm glad I know now. <sighs> so, Slugrun's like, y'all better get out of here. So everyone's filing out, and Harry notices that Voldemort is purposefully staying behind, and he, you can tell that he wants to be the last in the room with Slughorn. So he says, I like how in the book it does say, look sharp, Tom, just like in the movie. Um, and Riddle says that he wanted to ask him something. And of course, Slughorn and him have a pretty good bond. So he's like, yeah, of course, whatever you want to ask. And I forgot that he actually asked this question in the memory instead of it being blurred out and distorted now. In the movie, That's why we don't... Dumbledore, I think, knows it's important. Right. That makes sense. In the yeah. movie, you can't hear him say right. Horcrux unless you know, obviously. And I don't know it's... anything about it. And even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Yeah, <laughs> like how he swipes his head. <laughs> um, 
So he literally says, sir, I wondered what you know about about horcruxes. Even the way he's speaking here, like he even puts like a little pause, almost like a little hesitation. It's totally mm-hmm. playing him. He's a him. great actor. Yes. Stutters um, a little bit, makes mm-hmm. it, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He knows what he's doing. Um, so this is the second time that the memory is altered. That fog fills the room again, so Harry can only see like himself and Dumbledore and no one else. Slughorn's voice booms out. He says, I don't know anything about Horcruxes, and I wouldn't tell you if I did. Now get out of here at once, and don't let me catch you mentioning them again. So then that's when Dumbledore says, that's that, and it's time to go. And they go back to the present, and Harry is like, uh, <laughs> that's all there is. <laughs> and he's thinking, like, Dumbledore said this was the most important memory of all of them. But what the heck is so significant about it? Like, sure, the fog was kind of weird. But other than that, like, it seemed like time asked a question, failed to get an answer. Mm-hmm. Yes. What was blurred out the first time in this memory? Does, do either of you remember? Um, It was when he was discussing uh, that it's murder that splits the soul and contained inside an object. So it's, Um, he's still, he was talking about Horcruxes there too. Yeah. So, and he was like, what if you make seven? He's like, whoa, Tom, like it's not enough to murder one person, but seven murders. And he says that even with the boys in the room. Yeah. No, when the boys are in the room and it's fogged out. Oh, I don't know about that. I can't can't remember remember that. that either. Well, we'll find out later on the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah, I can't remember. Actually, I'm going to look it up because it's bothering me. I was going to, yeah, we'll tag team it. Catherine, you keep going. Thanks. Um, so Dumbledore says, I'm sure you can tell, but this memory has been tampered with. And Slughorn meddled with his own recollections. And Harry's like, well, why would he do that? And Dumbledore says he thinks it's because he's ashamed of what he remembers. He tried to rework the memory to show himself in a better light and got rid of the parts he didn't want Dumbledore to see. And he does mention, like, it's crudely done, but that's good because that means it's good for them because that means that the true memory is still there under those alterations. Did you find it? Um, I have it. Uh, So they talk about politics and he's like i don't know if politics would suit me sir um i don't have the right kind of background for one thing and a couple of the boys around him laugh and then slughorn's like nonsense couldn't be plainer you come from decent wizarding stock abilities like yours no you'll go far tom i've never been wrong about a student yet and then Mm -hmm. a clock chimes 11 he looks around good gracious beat it lestrange (laughs) bye avery or you're getting detention um, and then the boys leave, and then look shop Tom. So talking about shop Tom, moving up in the Wizarding World. Well, basically, like his his uh, family, which he's killed. So you know, there's that. Yeah, what a stand up dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the first time since they started these little get-togethers Dumbledore actually gives Harry some homework he tells him it's his job to persuade Slughorn to give him the real memory 
quote, which will undoubtedly be our most crucial piece of information of all. To which Harry reacts as I would. He just stares at him. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> but surely, sir, you don't need me. You could use legitimacy or veritaserum. And Dumbledore says, no. Slughorn's way too able of a wizard. He's going to be, he would be expecting both. Um, especially after, like, clearly Dumbledore has already gotten this memory from Slughorn. So his guard mm -hmm. is going to be up against Dumbledore. Right. Um, he mentions Slughorn's a lot better at Occlumency than Morphin was. And we do find out actually that Dumbledore did use Veritaserum last time to get this memory that he has. And he says he wouldn't be surprised if Slughorn now carries an antidote to it with him. Um, a little questionable, give that uh, to somebody without their knowledge. Or yes. in the case of like criminal like justice stuff, you know? Um, like, do I think they should have given it to Barty Crouch Jr.? Yeah. Um, but like not in this instance, it's kind of like the same thing where she, he was boozing up Mrs. Cole. I have a thought for about the greater that, good. by the way, that cause right. I was just listening to that. Um, and I wanted your guys' opinion. However, to go back to this, like, yeah, definitely questionable using it against somebody without their knowledge. Um, but also frustrating the lengths that Slughorn went to protect his own self. That's frustrating for me as well. Because if Dumbledore says that this is something that can potentially help the entire wizarding world, like, put your ego aside. You said some stuff. You made a mistake. Whatever. You didn't know. He wouldn't know that Voldemort or that Tom Riddle was going to grow to be who he was, you know, and you can't, you can't do that. Like if you, yeah, you just, you can't, he's, a, he's literally a kid. You didn't know that he had done committed murder. Like you can't hold a prejudice like that against him just because you think that he could maybe do something like that's just not how it works and i know it's fun in hindsight to be like oh wow you know you should have just killed him there whatever like why didn't dumbledore just like take him out in the orphanage just like he's a child you don't know you don't you have to give kids and younger people an, an opportunity to learn and grow and be better you don't want to just like put them in a box be like oh you make animals hurt you're automatically a terrible person we give you no chances to change Right. Like, that's just not, yeah. that's not okay. However, let's talk about Miss Cole. So, Dumbledore does some stuff. She grabs the gin. She seems like she's somebody who can handle her alcohol, right? Um, she gets the effect to where she opens up and gets a little bit chatty, which is sometimes what alcohol does to people. However, when she stands up, her like equilibrium is totally fine. And it made me wonder if Dumbledore did something where whatever he did to make her talk didn't affect every aspect of her to being like intoxicated. Do you know hmm. what I mean? Because yeah. like she was completely steady on her feet and Harry makes note of that and he finds it to be like, Oh, you know, she was like sturdy and and, and he didn't expect her to be. Right, and I just knocked thought all that this the, back. 
I just thought that that was really interesting. Well, half the gin was gone. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I wondered what, do you think that maybe Dumbledore would have done something to like loosen her tongue up and not affected like other parts of her physicality? You know what I mean? I mean, I guess you could say that she was maybe used to drinking that amount. Um, I don't want to make that assumption though. Um, right. But like, okay, McKenna brings up a really cool point too. Maybe the maybe the drink had like low proof, ver like a bit of ver serum in it. Um, did he just? I don't know. I it just. Yeah. No. I don't know. I'm I'm, th- I'm just thinking. That's really interesting. I just obvious. It was another shower thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Because I just, I don't know. I just think it would be interesting that, you know, if he could do that, like just just loosen up your tongue a little bit, maybe do it the muggle way. I don't have to affect your, your memory at all, but you think that you're drinking and it makes you, you know, like a placebo effect. Like this is alcohol. You're going to start talking, get a little chatty, get a little loosey goosey, but like everywhere else you're totally stable and fine tanisha marie 92 in the chat says or he took away the effects after he got what he wanted to know they were still drinking though she got up to get more oh okay 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 yeah yeah they were they were still knocking them back by the time that she was getting up for another round i believe i don't know thoughts to think Mm -hmm. thoughts to think i also wanted to bring up um, as far as Slughorn goes and like his self-preservation, um, it's I think it's notable to point out that like I've personally seen someone be so worried about their pride that it has gotten in the way of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that happens with a lot of people. And I think also that social structure has a lot to put into that. He was literally so afraid of being judged even though like we can sit here and be like of course you didn't know of course nobody knew he tom riddle was a manipulator he was a charmer that's what he did but like mm-hmm. you know that there are some people who are gonna be like well did you hear about horace know. you know and he's all about his uh, his status his yeah image. yeah for sure so it's just like yeah. kind of crazy that i mean social pressure is no joke and it's sad it's sad. Yeah. Um, okay. Where was I? Uh, so Dumbledore says that he thinks that getting the truth by force would do more harm than good. He doesn't want Slughorn to leave Hogwarts. Like, he just... This needs to be done right. Um, so he says, however, he has his weaknesses like the rest of us, and I believe that you are the one person who might be able to penetrate his defenses. It is most important that we secure the true memory, Harry. How important we will only know when we have seen the real thing. So good luck and good night. And Harry's like a little taken aback because like he's just very abruptly dismissed right now. Like they're in the middle of like, this is the most crucial, important memory. Okay, good night. Like go get it. Um, But he gets up, says good night. And then as he's leaving, he hears good old Phineas Nigellus. Mm. say i can't see why the boy should be able to do it better than you dumbledore 
and Dumbledore just says, I wouldn't expect you to, Phineas. And we end with Fox giving one of his little low musical cries. And I, I'm just guessing maybe like this is just a little sign of Harry's loyalty and like he's Dumbledore's man through and through. Fox knows that. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, felt like a representation of that and like Dumbledore and Harry's trust in each other. Yeah. That's why Fox gives a cry. Yeah. That's like, I feel like those are the times that Fox sings. True. I was also wondering if it was in response to what Dumbledore said to Phineas. Like, you're not going to understand, but like Fox understands that Dumbledore's dying. Mm. 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 Because it's a low musical cry, which like makes me seem like it's sad a little bit. I feel like Fox would for sure be able to detect that. I'm sure Fox knows. Sick hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fox knows. So I feel like Phineas being like, I can't see why you think he should do it better than you. Dumbledore's like, well, you're not going to know. And then Fox is like, hmm. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I feel like Fox Mm -hmm. also has loyalty toward Harry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Especially, I mean, obviously the things that happened in Chamber, they have, like, saved his life. They have that nice bond going on there. And then um, with Harry standing up to the minister, he loved that. He let out a good old musical cry then, too. So I think that maybe, like, that cry was like, shut up, Phineas. That's (laughs) That's also my guy. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) I like that. That's it. That's it. That closes out this sluggish memory chapter that was a lot but that was a big chapter that's a lot of important stuff that sets up the stage for a lot more important stuff which is kind of crazy yes oh tommy boy i don't think anybody well i mean there's still time for bingo but is anybody even close i know Come on, kid. While Meg pulls up these lightning bolt round questions, let me know if anybody's close to bingo. Oh, Morgan's so close. Oh, Morgan's so close. Now, don't go requesting anything because that's not fair. That's not. But I was just curious. A lot can be said during the lightning bolt round. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Kim asks, do you think memories go bad or distort? If yes, what are the reasons or circumstances that cause that? Well, we know the only, that they can distort yeah. because a person decides to, but do they go yeah. bad? I feel like the only time that they could actually go bad is if they've been tampered with. Yeah, I don't I think agree. that a memory, yeah. like, in and of itself is like, oh, it's such an old memory, it's going to go bad. Like, I don't think that that is a thing. I think that the person whose yeah. memory it is has to decide to distort it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I feel like it's, yeah. like, too magical to just, like, fizzle out. Yeah. Fizzle. Um, Swagrid, do you think that Dumbledore <laughs> fears death? Like, if he knew he had lost a duel, would he be okay with it, or would he be scared? Dying? I feel yes. like he's not. Yeah, I yeah. feel like he's not. Death, death is, is but, the, but next the next great, great adventure. adventure. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I think. I think that. I think that Dumbledore fears the ones he loves passing 
in, in, in unacceptable ways. So if we think about like Ariana or his, his mom, like those were hard for him, but for himself, I feel like he's secure enough. I would agree with that. I wish I had that security. Yeah. Admirable. Mm hmm. Um, Katie K asks, what would Voldy call his grandparents? I personally oh. think that they would be called Mr. Avada and Mrs. Kadabra. <laughs> no. I don't even know how to follow that one. <laughs> oh. Grammy and Pop Pop. Oh, Grammy my God. and Pop Pop Riddle. What is, oh, in Arrested Development, they call the grandma Gangi. Oh my god. Gangi and Pop Pop. What if it was uh like Gammy from the proposal? I always liked that Gammy. he called her Gammy. Oh Gammy Riddle. Mr. and Mrs. Riddle. Uh Puff Puff just said Mr. and Mr. Your Mrs. Dead. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's bad. Uh let's see. I do. K Star said, um, "If he had an appropriate relationship with them, it would be Nan and Pop. If it was traditional England, I always thought Nan is cute. Yeah, Nan is yeah. cute. And I did call one of my grandpa's pops. Hmm. Well, that's cute." Kim asks, "Why isn't there a taboo on the unforgivable curses? If they are supposed to land you a ticket to Azkaban, then why are those curses not being monitored specifically?" Right. Is taboo is a taboo word created by Voldemort in seven for this? I don't know. Because we don't hear of anything else being taboo. And Ron just had a feeling about it. He felt that the word was cursed. Yeah. So I feel like that may have been a Voldemort's own creation. Possibly. Can you imagine if they did keep tabs on those the same way they kept tabs on underage? magic because like, like during the battle they? of hogwarts there'd be so many owls coming in with like little ministry envelopes like <laughs> you're about to be arrested man <laughs> a ministry official will be appearing it's just to take it's just literally howlers just all yes. throughout uh, um okay one more is gonna be from k star do you think dumbledore should have talked it through with harry more gave him more coaching i always yes. think that well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he could have let on more um, than he did, giving him tools, seeing as how he was dying. Right. Um, maybe when I like I understand that you want to have like explanations for things, but you could have you could have told him. About Horcruxes, you could have told him your guess at how many you could have told him hey, I have this sword right here. Guess what's in it? Basilisk venom. Guess what? You can also... This is how you destroy. This is how I broke the ring. Blah, blah, blah. Like, just... Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there could have been more. Seeing as how we have a ticking clock. Yeah, especially that. Yeah. Okay. No bingos. No bingos. Hold on. I have to I have to give some points. Okay. Oh. Just you give have me to a cheat? Sec. No. Oh. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> Katie, make sure she's not cheating, please. 
Keep an She's eye on that cheating. monitor for the other houses. <laughs> <laughs> She's not. When we fun fact, when we pull the lightning bolt rounds, it does not pull your house. It pulls your name, yeah. but does not pull your house color there. So she literally doesn't know. So we have the house cup. Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff are tied. Whoa. Shut your mouth. Good job. So I think we are just going to give it to both. I know that that one time we did a tiebreaker, but nah, you just guys give both, it both deserve it. Yeah. Oh, dang. I need to remember the commands for awarding a house cup. <laughs> Way to go, puffs. Way to go, claws. How do I do this? Hold on. I'll find it. I'll find it. Oh, here we go. Okay. I'm proud of you. Look at her go. Badgers and Eagles unite. <laughs> oh, weird thing about Badgers is... What was that? Did, did it award something? The house Ravenclaw. goes to Ravenclaw. <laughs> I did it. Okay. And Hufflepuff. Here you go. Cool. You Woo-hoo! did it. Yay. I'm so proud of you. Um, I was scrolling through Disney Plus trying to find a movie to put on in the background today for Phil. And there's a movie called, like, The Boy Who Talks to Badgers. And I have never heard of this before, and now I need to watch it. Because there's literally badgers in it. Do it. (laughs) Okay. Fan story time. This fan story comes from May 2019 from Terry. Hi, Katie, Megan, Sarah, and Tiffany. Swish and Flick podcast team. How are you? I'm good. good. How are you? I am from a little place called Grangemouth, Grangemouth, in Scotland. How do you pronounce that? Scotland. I know. Hello. Can I come live with you? (laughs) It is 30 miles from Edinburgh, where the author wrote on coffee shop napkins and hotel walls, but I'd never heard of Harry Potter until the first movie came out in 2001. Mm -hmm. I was 28 and not much of a reader. I loved the movie, though. The amazing Robbie Coltrane as the even more amazing Hagrid kicking in the door to the lighthouse. Sorry about that. Is my favorite scene and the movie blew my mind and I was obsessed and had to find out more. However, not being a big reader, I got the audiobooks. You mentioned in your early episodes a shout out to Jim Dale, but I have to say I never liked his reading compared to the beautiful voice of Stephen Fry. Uh pause this is katie talking now probably like this is like the biggest separation in the potter fandom who is the better audiobook voice (laughs) truly truly fun fact stephen fry was in a show we just watched what was that show called on netflix or hulu Hulu. um the dropout yes Hmm. that was a very amanda seyfried show yeah okay back to terry he should narrate every book ever written, I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got the first four books on CD. Shout out to that. Nice. And must have listened to them 20 times each before Order of the Phoenix was released. Mm-hmm. I went to the midnight release and it was the first book I'd read by choice in about six or seven years. Wow. I've been hooked ever since. I even wore Ravenclaw socks to my last job interview because I knew I was going to get asked technical questions. I got the job. Congrats. That's awesome. <laughs> 
So I'm now on Swish and Flick episode seven. Oh, this is early on. Uh-huh. And yes, we in the UK do eat ketchup. And if you wish, I could send you some digestive biscuits. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I'm you down. Know, I was just at Publix the other day, and they had milk chocolate digestives. Oh. And I should have gotten them, and I didn't for whatever reason. At Target, you can only find, like, I think The regular, ones. the plain ones. Yeah, yeah naked Yeah, no, they had the milk chocolate ones. I was like, oh, we'll have to go back. <laughs> now, Target does have Jamie Dodgers which are delicious. Anyway. In episode six, you talk about whether Ron and Harry would have remained friends if Harry had been put in Slytherin. Maybe their relationship would have been like Snape and Lily's. Sarah talks about how Molly is already acting motherly to Harry and says something about how Molly knew Lily. I always found it sad that they never talked about that. Oh, that's true. Anyway, I've only got 87 episodes and how are many Felix files and other episodes to go until I am up to speed. I am looking forward to it. All the very best to you all. Terry. I wonder if mm. you caught up. Yeah, I want to know. Send us a follow-up. Yeah. Please and but thank I, you. Something I do love, I mean, this is my teacher self bursting through. I love that it made you pick up a book by choice. Um, because that's really, really important. And um, audiobooks, obviously, are a great way to read. I utilize them every single day. Like, literally every single day. Um and so if you have the ability to, like, pick up a physical book, download an audio book or whatever, and get back into reading any way that you can, I am all about it. I have been mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. about audiobooks lately. Audiobooks saved my life, man. I would I not them. read, uh, like, 75% of the books that I have read this year if it wasn't for audiobooks, honestly. Audiobooks are great. Right? However you want to digest content, do it. Yeah, it's totally. Comforting too. Yeah. Ebook, physical book, audiobook. Yeah. Whatever you want. Uh, but thank you, Terry, for sending in your story. Yes. You roll. This motorcyclist that just moved in is kind of problematic right outside our window. Oh, I did not know the new person <sighs> moved in with a motorcycle. Wow. Tell them to not have a motorcycle because... Right? This is up your podcast. Honestly. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> what is your joke that you prepped um, for so nicely? Mm-hmm. What would you get if you crossed a Yeti with a basilisk? A Yasilisk. No, frostbite. Oh. <laughs> Both painful. <laughs> would it would it kill you right on? Yeah. Instead of taking time and like. Yeah, because you'd freeze to death as the poison seeps through your body. Or would the pro can't move? Or would the poison get stuck in the frostbite and not move? No, it would travel. Just like vampire venom. Didn't you watch Twilight? God. (laughs) (laughs) God. (laughs) I can't move because I've been poisoned. God, can you're so stupid. That was my Mean Girls twist on that for everybody. You talk like you're from another time. Shut (laughs) up. Your skin is ice cold. (laughs) Say it out Out loud. loud. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you would like to, you can follow us on social media. (laughs) You still want to? 
like us. Oh, myself and Katie are on Instagram and TikTok at the Peaches Family. I post TikTok. some Phil TikToks every now and then. Uh, also, you can follow Phil if you want, but just on Instagram, he's Philmore the Cockapoo. And Tiffany's on Instagram at tiffswish underscore flick. Does Fozzie have an Instagram? Would you like to plug it? He does. Uh, I don't really do anything on there. It's, <laughs> it's fozzie.bear.labradoodle. There you go. I think some of you followed him recently. Tiffany, what have you done differently since yesterday? I went to work. <laughs> <laughs> I lifted arms. Uh, oh, I was wanting like today was really, really warm. And so I told Marty, I was like, dude, I want I don't I want a pie because pies to me scream either summer or like fall. And so he went out and got like a berry pie. I was going to ask what kind of pie. So he got a berry. He got some kind of caramel apple thing. And a cherry. So he got, but they're like thirds. They're like thirds of pies. So oh, I like, like that. That's a cool. half. And it's not like one slice. So you can like cut like a decent, like cut it in half and it's like decent, two decent pieces. So I like that. Now I want pie. Get yourself a summer pie. You know what I haven't ever had? I've never had strawberry pie. Neither have I. I don't think I have either. And I really want a strawberry pie. I love strawberries. It's like, oh, I want. I've had strawberry rhubarb. I want a lemon meringue pie. My mm. mom makes such good lemon meringue pie. Or like French silk or apple oh, yes. or just any I pie. I love pie. Sorry, you know what? I don't. You, didn't I make you go get stuff last night? And now I'm talking about pie. You convinced I, us to I go try and get the purple thunder. last night. Yeah. Uh-oh. Which, Which it did not work. A failure. <sighs> I don't care for cherry pie, but I also like cherries. Not my favorite flavor in general. I, I like, like cherries, cherries just like fresh cherries, but like mm-hmm. cherry candy, cherry, except cherry Coke. That's really good. I don't you know. know what I have had is those like cheesecakey graham cracker crust pies with strawberry on top. I have had those. Yeah, I want just like a straight up strawberry pie. Like, don't give me rhubarb in there. It's not necessary. But rhubarb is delicious. I mean, but I want just strawberry. I think Great Great House Pie probably has strawberry. So I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to ask Martinius Omelie oh. if I can have. Yeah, Tiff, you need to go pie. to Rude Food. What's Rude Food? They have the best pies. It's well, delicious. It? It's in Lakewood. Oh, oh it's. Can you get it to good. go? Yeah. Oh. Well, maybe I'll ask him to do that. Because we were, um, we. Uh, are having alone time tomorrow and we were talking about what we wanted to eat because that's what we plan tell him he's rude if he doesn't get rude food pie yeah not spelled the same do they have uh, strawberry pie there I don't know they always do like seasonal pies well strawberries they change it up they change it up all the time technically in season though I've also excuse me I've never had peach pie I don't think I have either. either I love peaches. Peaches are my jam. They are definitely not in season oh, yet. They have strawberry rhubarb. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, you do. No! And yeah. They have blackberry <laughs> bourbon pistachio. Oh, oh, that sounds delicious. Peanut butter pie. 
amaretto custard pie, <gasps> salt and honey pie, whiskey Sorry. chocolate, brandy no. banana, no. smoky what? black raspberry, chocolate. Oh, the mm. chocolate tahini custard is delicious. We had that. You need to stop. Oh, and also tequila lime pie. Mega. <laughs> um, okay. Let's go get pie right meow. You can also order a whole pie. Those are just pie slices. Let's order a slice of each until it makes a whole pie. All right. Well, hurry up and tell me about what you did since last night so I can go eat pie. <laughs> <laughs> I worked all day. It was boring. Um, made some coffee. Watched my friends go to Olive Garden for lunch while I had to stay at work. That's a sad tale. I know. My one friend, she was like, when do you work till today? And I was like, 2.30. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. We're going to Olive Garden. And I was like, what? They're all breadsticks. If you would have gone there. They brought breadsticks for the people who couldn't. They came back and brought breadsticks. And I I did, in fact, eat one. Because you had the car. I would have been like, I am Ubering. I know. I was like, gosh darn it. I would text Katie and be like, Uber to Olive Garden at my work. Like I don't right know there. why we love. Yeah, Olive it's like Garden literally so across the street. <laughs> yeah, you I should, like, man. don't do chains. <laughs> I love so Olive I wanted it the other day. I got. I was like, dude, I just want some big salads and some breadsticks. Right. Dude, I love their Zupa Toscana. A Zupa Toscana. The potato sausage soup. Oh my god. But anyway, um, what else did I do? Yeah, so uh, we did in fact go to Circle K last night. Did not obtain the Mountain Dew. It the first. Circle K we went to, um, their pumps and their credit card system were down, cash only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, who has cash? Not me. So didn't go in there. <laughs> I went sorry. to Mar- Marcanius Omelie carries cash. It's because he's, he's a man. Old. That's True. a man thing. <laughs> I'm serious because Chris did, was the same way. He was like, it's really smart to have cash on you. And I'm like, mm, okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's not. I just yeah, but don't. also it's really not necessary. Just go somewhere else if they don't take well, it. Well, I wonder if like, mm, peace. we would have gotten Purple Thunder had we had a little I don't $5 so. bill or something. We know? went to another one and it was out. Hmm. <sighs> yeah. But Katie, what's up with you? Yeah. You ran I'm today. Gonna... I did run today. It was a little bit of a struggle, but I did it. And... Yeah, now that's done. So that's exciting. Is all your training going to be outside? Uh, Adobe? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Because you're going to, at least you have advantage over people who don't live in Florida to to run in that heat and humidity. Also, I go to work really early in the morning. So, like, she wakes up when I wake up anyway. So she just runs before the sun comes up. I know. I know. Because I put on my watch, and the second my freaking feet hit the floor, it's like, Katie finished a workout 30 minutes ago. And I'm like, Shut You're up, like, Katie. It's 5 a.m. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. honestly, I mean, like, I guess the perks of having to wake up at 3 a.m. for work. Right. <laughs> like when it's like, you know, what do we say? Like the thick of summer. Right? Yeah, you're gonna have oh, to literally yeah. before the sun even thinks about yeah. coming up, you need I mean, to be finished. Even then melt. it's humid. But it's like humid, yeah. that is a blessing in disguise because then like I'm quote used to training in that. So then mm-hmm. January's gonna feel beautiful January and you'll probably awesome. have the runs of your life. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's really are, strange when like you train all summer and then you finally get through that break into like the fall and it's cooler and i'm like oh my god my pace is great i felt awesome i could breathe but like for months you're just like i'm dying um <sighs> do you have like one of those camelback packs that you have water with you so you don't like i always have a water bottle yeah. on me for sure um, for longer runs, I'm like thinking about looking into that. I haven't needed them yet because I haven't approached that. But this training will I need you to are going to be out. hitting runs where a practice run is going to be 20 miles. So you're yeah. going to need or like maybe when she's doing that, I'll just like drive to her with more water. And for real Sarah yeah. I mean our friend Sarah used to do that with Peter. Sometimes yeah. she would like meet him halfway through his run and like give him stuff that he needed. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, yeah. Get yourself figured out. Those camelback things are also they're not expensive. Yeah, no. they're not bad. When you do longer runs, we should like go to the Disney resorts and do the running trails for you. So that it's like a little bit more than yeah. just our complex and circles. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm glad that like when I get to that part, it'll be like later in the year. Which and is it'll nice, be cooler. So it yeah. Hot. Like the yeah. 20 mile runs in December. Right. So like, yeah, that'll feel nice. I like can't even imagine running 20 miles right now. I know. I mean, I have to get there because I have to run a marathon, but which is it's just 26.2. Yeah. 20. Uh, yeah. 26.2. Yeah. Which is just crazy. Yeah. But we'll get there. Just simple. Well, my little legs little will run. do it a little bit. I mean, that is going to be the joy of living down here, though, is having having those places we can go to for your runs yeah because yeah. i personally don't gotta do like running on a treadmill you gotta do crescent lake yeah when i run on a treadmill whenever i get off of it i feel like i'm still moving and i don't like that <laughs> mm-hmm. it's weird Understood. yeah All i right. hate, I yep. hate um, treadmills um what's this for you know what this 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 is for that Monster Cafe. Oh, yes. yes. And what for Mrs. Is- Avada and Mr. Kadabra. <laughs> I mean, R.I.P. <laughs> the Riddle family. R.I.P. Monster, Monster Cafe. Cafe. R- R.I.P. Jaws Ride. Okay? We're we very sad. Mesh. We did the Monster Cafe mesh. The Monster <laughs> mesh. Rest in peace. May you... It fell apart uh, in a smash. Oh, May you be resurrected in epic universe someday. Please. Reanimated. Amen. Okay. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. My voice. <laughs> Please read my note. Katie puts a tushy pineapple in Discord. (laughs) (laughs) Tushy pineapple. (laughs) No, it was just about making a decision about something. And I was just like, is that really, is that really everything you ask yourself? Yeah. She was was telling me how she decides peanut butter. And I'm like, Katie, just get both. I was like, I can't make a decision in the grocery store. I get stuck in the aisle. Like, I'm trying to buy peanut butter. Do I want to get crunchy or creamy do i want jiff or off brand do i want no stir or not no stir well i like this one better but meg likes this one better so which one should i get i seriously looked at her i was like katie just buy whatever you want i would literally buy both like i would buy crunchy for me because that's my jam and then i would buy smooth for marty and alana because that's their jam i get stuck in aisles i'm like meg this is why it takes me so long to go grocery shopping when i go bye swishers